Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we are back with another mini episode because as the world turns, so does the Bachelor drama. You guys, all of 2020 on the show, I kept saying that Bachelor Nation delivers and they never sleep. And then 2021 happened and things have gotten out of control. The Claire and Dale breakup, everything that happened with Jed and Dylan on Twitter, It's just every day you wake up and there's another scandal. We have Rachel making headlines, which I briefly addressed on Tuesday's episode, but there's been a development, so I'm going to touch on that today. And I just feel as though there is too much content not to be recording twice a week. So we're going to give this a shot and start doing two episodes of Here for the Right Reasons, one on Tuesday, your regular recap with Matt James' season, and one on Friday with the biggest headlines. If you see anything online, send it to me. Let me know if you want me to dig into it. Bachelor Reddit is a scary, scary place, but also a fascinating place. And I'm going to go there because someone has to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it for you at your service. Um, but before I get into Rachel, I want to dive deep into this Dylan Barber situation. Dylan was from Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette, which aired last year. And then he went on Bachelor in Paradise and met Hannah G, who he has been engaged to ever since. And Dylan took it upon himself on Saturday night, Saturday, January 30th, to go on Twitter and tweet, quote, cancel ABC and The Bachelor kind of want to air their dirty laundry. Mom got me all riled up. Then he proceeded to answer a bunch of fan questions. And he made claims like, you got to understand the game. They get paid off doing shit that warrants screen time. Speaking about the producers, it's easy to make a bad person look worse. It's hard to make a good person look good. He also claimed that producers have, quote, nearly all control over which contestants receive roses, which he's never been a lead, so I'm not really sure how he would know that. And he also claimed that um, you're not allowed to refuse to follow producers' prompts. He said that cast members are not allowed to sleep normal hours. And while a lot of this turned into something about Jed, which I'll get to in a second, what some people might not realize and kind of got lost in his message was that this all started because of Heather. So Heather Martin from Colton Underwood's season of The Bachelor, who was also on Bachelor in Paradise with Dylan, is going to be on Monday's episode of The Bachelor. They've been teasing it all season since the first promo, I feel like, a familiar face, then it was turned out to be Heather, and that she's going to show up and kind of crash the season. You heard me, if you listened on Tuesday's episode, ask Matt if he had any prior relationship with Heather. He said no. He had met her through Hannah Brown, which is his best friend and Tyler's best friend. 
so he met Heather, but he didn't have any relationship with her. Now, how Heather ended up showing up at Nemecolon Resort in Pennsylvania is what's up for interpretation. Robert Mills, the ABC exec, has said publicly on different shows that Heather was convinced that Matt James was supposed to be her husband and she had a connection with him and this was worth it. And she wanted to be on the show and kind of track them down. Now, Heather wouldn't be the first person to show up from an old Bachelor season. We saw Chris Bukowski try to crash Andy Dorfman's season on night one and got sent home. We saw Nick Vile successfully crash and insert himself into Caitlin Bristow's season and make it to the final two. Becca Tilly returned for Ben Higgins' season and got to like final five. So it's not the craziest concept for the show to reach out to her or her to reach out to the show to try to get on again if she thinks Matt is the one for her. It is, you know, kind of complicated to join the show. What, we're on like week six starting on Monday? Totally an unfair advantage. Nick Vile was pretty mid-season. They were already traveling. They were in New York when he crashed Caitlyn's season. So while the show was claiming, you know, Heather wanted to be on the show, Dylan is suggesting that – um, so someone asked Dylan on Twitter – who recruited Heather? And he responded, they don't care about people. That's all he said. And then he said, they had that whole spiel on hate, hating bullying, then purposely edit things to warrant bullying. Shit is wild. So Dylan is upset with how Heather's portrayal is going to play out on the episode. I think it's safe to assume she doesn't make it on the show. Again, it was week six and Matt James was already saying, I love you to someone. I doubt he wanted to add someone who he knew in real life. And if he wanted to pursue in real life, he could have. Whereas with Caitlin and Nick, we know that they had like this FaceTime texting relationship when she left before she left to film The Bachelorette. And that was something to build on. And she was still thinking about him when he showed up. Whereas Heather and Matt, whatever friendship or relationship they did have, it clearly didn't mean enough to Matt for him if he said they had no relationship and if he doesn't let her join the show, which kind of seems like it's going to happen. So Dylan also said month, like weeks ago that the show did Heather dirty. So this is all kind of stemming from standing up for Heather, but his message got lost very clearly and turned into this whole thing about producer manipulation. And it kind of took on a life of its own after someone asked him who got the most quote screwed over on his season. And he responded, Jed. And then someone said, are you saying he didn't cheat on Hannah? And Dylan replied, yes. Now, this is where it gets a little confusing because I don't recall remembering accusing Jed of cheating on Hannah. I recall remember I remember everyone accusing him of being shady and misleading a woman named Haley at home who he was going on vacations with and seemingly dating or seeing in some capacity when he left to film the show and told Haley and kind of told Hannah, I'm on the show to promote my music and it's not going to mean anything. And then he quote unquote fell for Hannah, got engaged. Then Hannah found out about Haley and broke it off. So I don't think anyone accused Jed of cheating. I think there maybe was something in that people magazine article that came out that suggested maybe Jed was hanging out with other people over new years or something, um, which was just like the straw that broke the camel's back for Hannah. But I'm pretty sure that their whole issue was really about Haley and how he misled her because Jed always said, I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend. And it's like, Jed, if someone thinks that they're your girlfriend, that's a problem. Or if you really left the sh for the show, and I know he was open about the fact that he, you know, only wanted to go on the show to promote his music, which, you know, admirable to some degree. Usually people lie about that and aren't as honest about it. And he said it point blank on the show. But you still misled a girl at home, which made Hannah uncomfortable and said, if you could do that to her, how do I know you're not going to do it to me? And it caused a cycle of 
no trust and it, their relationship is doomed. Okay. No, I don't even know. It's ridiculous that we're talking about this year old drama, but I just want to refresh you in case you forgot because that prompted Jed to go on Instagram and say, yes, I was manipulated by producers. What a day quote. I think I'm going to be airing some of the dirty laundry myself on YouTube. Then he said, thanking fans for love and support. And then he said, quote, I'm actually going to be diving into deeper details, but here are the facts. Yes, I was highly manipulated from the show and it deeply affected my mental health. And two, no, I never cheated ever on Haley or on Hannah. So Jed then announced that he had a podcast coming out called Jed Talks on Tuesday, February 2nd. He updated all his bios on Instagram. He launched a Instagram account for the podcast. It said coming February 2nd everywhere. And this was Sunday when he announced this. So two days later, everyone's, all right, Jed, where's this podcast you promised us where you're going to expose the show? It's Friday as I'm recording this. There is no podcast. The description of the podcast now says coming February 2021. We know he recorded it because his current girlfriend shared a video of him and said she made him cry based on everything he was saying. He has since deleted everything suggesting this podcast was coming out on February 2nd, but the page is still live. The YouTube channel is still live. There's just no content on it. So now everyone's like, all right, what happened to the podcast, Jed? Some people think that maybe Jed just, you know, had some technical difficulties and doesn't know how to upload a podcast. I think that if that was the case, he would announce that and tell people, stay tuned, stay tuned, and not try to lose any momentum he had on two-year-old T already because you know it was kind of a risk for him to record a whole podcast and wait a couple of days when the momentum was going over the weekend about something that happened a year ago. Other people think you know maybe someone from production reached out to Jed and said, this might not be a great idea, buddy. Um, a source close to the show did tell me that they believe – it's possible, allegedly, that in the Warner Brothers contract, it would be a violation to launch a podcast based on the idea of exposing the show and producers. So it's very messy, you know, as we've seen with someone like Luke Parker, who from Hannah Brown season also got Hannah Brown season, a lot of troublemakers getting sued by production. That was all because within the first year of your contract of the show, you're not allowed to do press. It's not pre-approved by ABC. So that was what Luke was doing. And he, I think this happens sometimes and a lot of times maybe the show doesn't take you up on it and they just give you warnings, but they are making an example out of Luke and he owes them like a hundred grand or something. Now they're out of their one year contract. So maybe, you know, Jed thought that all bets were off and he could say anything he wanted because he's out of his contract, but there might be a asterisk there where you can't like launch a show specifically to take down the, the show you were on with the platform. Like I'm sure the contract is very intense that these people sign, right? And we're going to get into the contracts a little bit more because I want to get into this whole producer manipulation thing because Dylan also alleged that Peter Weber is a, oh, denied that Peter Weber is a scumbag, I guess, because people thought Peter looked bad on the show. Peter's also like alleged she's going to spill tea. So we'll see if that happens. Um, and hinted that Chris Harrison is a big instigator for the drama because he's a producer. When someone said, you know, you got engaged to Hannah on the show, he said, quote, oh, yeah, bro, I'm chilling. But it's about the 99% of people who don't have the same outcome that Hannah and I are lucky to have. This public figure world is fake and sometimes needs to be called out. So he dropped a lot there, clearly was not happy about the show and Heather and Jed and Peter and all these people. Now, as Jed's podcast has mysteriously not come out that same day, we got a statement from Dylan, an exclusive Us Weekly statement. And he said, quote, this past weekend, I got into a discussion of being in the public eye and its effects on my mental health. I've seen a lot of people thrust into this level of notoriety, and with it comes immense scrutiny. 
And some of my friends have had their mental health suffer tremendously from it. With that said, I believe the way the message was delivered was wrong. I'm appreciative of what the franchise and the platform has given me. And that was not reflected. He added that he really only had positive experiences from producers in the network and moving forward, I'll speak only from personal experience and continue to be an ally and support system to those who need it. So kind of a change of tune from Dylan there. We don't really know what prompted this. Could it have also been someone from Warner Brothers telling him, you know, what are you doing? Could it have been his own PR team or Hannah or his friends being like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. You have a platform from The Bachelor and it's not smart maybe to turn your back on it. One thing that's super interesting and I think important to note is this mental health aspect of the show. I believe that 100% most things that do come on the show are not necessarily better for it at the end in that way. They have Instagram followers. They have a new income. They have a new life. They're definitely gaining positives. But with that comes negatives, 100%. I just read Cameron Eubanks' book actually. And she said that when she was on The Real World, which filmed for like five months afterwards, she's from Southern Charm, if you don't know, and she's on The Real World San Diego. Afterwards, they offer you counseling to help you adjust back into the real world because the irony of filming the real world really messes you up for the real world. So that was something interesting. I mean, there's a lot of people that come in and out of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So I don't know if you know Warner Brothers and ABC are going to pay for all of them to have therapy. But I think that there should be something offered there if needed because there was, while a lot of people you know, are kind of slamming his manipulation claims. There are a lot of people saying that their mental health also suffered. I saw Katie repost it. I think Clay reposted it. Other people from Bachelor Nation reposted a line about mental health and how the show affected it. So there's um, Chris Rendon, I believe, who was with Crystal. So there's no denying that. And I think that that's something really serious and that's something to be considered and probably something that should be offered to them, maybe some help or they should, you know, hopefully they feel comfortable or able to seek it themselves because that's crazy. The show definitely messes with you. However, in 2019, when they were on The Bachelorette, or 2020, and now in 2021, The Bachelor has been on for a million years, you guys. If you don't know that you're signing up to potentially be edited into being a villain or all of your sarcasm being taken out or whatever, then you, sh- you have no, like, I don't know what you're doing. Everyone knows that you signed a contract that literally says they can portray you any way they want, and you're signing away your rights to that. And you're signing away your ability to defend yourself for a year unless it's approved by the network. So you have to think twice about the fact that you're going on a reality show. Again, it's 2021. If you don't know how reality TV works, that's kind of on you. Don't you think? I'm not saying it's necessarily right. And I'm not saying that they don't have an argument for some some of the things maybe that producers do or that the show edits are messed up or taken out of context. But it's also, this isn't like when The Hills was on back in the day and we genuinely thought every dirty look Lauren Conrad gave was in the moment. Now we're smart enough to look back and be like, oh, that was probably, you know, she was rolling her eyes because they were making her wait before she said her line and she was annoyed and now they're airing it to make it seem like she's rolling her eyes at Audrina or Lo or whatever. We know that now. But so you should know that going on the show that that could happen to you or anything can be taken out of context. Is it frustrating? Of course. Is being bullied online unacceptable? Absolutely. But at the same time, if you're going on The Bachelor now, you should be prepared to maybe not get edited in the greatest way. Like it's the there's plenty of examples, countless examples now for contestants who go on and you should be prepared for worst case scenario and or stay away from the show. No one's begging you or forcing you to go on The Bachelor. It's a choice. And at the end of the day, what comes out of your mouth, you have to, you know, take accountability for. And that's where we have some alums weighing in. Um, Us Weekly this week caught up with 
Rachel Lindsay, who, you know, is always never afraid to speak her mind, which I love that about her. And she was a contestant and a lead. And she said, quote, I never felt manipulated. I never felt like I was being taken advantage of. When I see people say that, I'm always like, that's on you. You fell for that type of scenario. I don't know if you're trying to get attention. I don't know if you're trying to excuse some of the decisions you made, but you make decisions for whatever the reason is. Don't try to blame it on somebody else. Obviously they're making a TV show. So you might have to keep someone as the bachelorette, for example, for a two-on-one, but they never forced me and said who I needed to pick at the end. Never forced me. They might've said, quote, Hey, you might want to take this person on a date because they have an interesting story, but I was never swayed in the decision of who I wanted to take at the end of this. Ari Leindyke, who was obviously a contestant, and then The Bachelor had a similar thing saying it's a TV show. He said, quote, as the lead, I wouldn't say you have 100% control because it's a TV show. So there's going to be some aspects of what you what always is needed to make it entertaining. But I think ultimately it falls on you. You make the decision. They're not going to put words in your mouth. You're the one saying things. And so can it be led one way or the other? Of course. But at the end of the day, you're making the decision. It's a TV show. There's going to be some manipulation. There's going to be some aspects of it that are twisted to make it a story. But at the end of the day, it's our decision. A TV show has to be made. These are still relationships. We're proof of that. He was sitting with Lauren, his wife, during this interview. So we can't totally knock it because we're worked for us. It worked for us. He said, we're so happy it worked for us. Do I think it's like that for everybody? No, you have to have tough skin. And again, at the end of the day, realize you're making a TV show. He added, if you were absolutely like, she's got to go about a contestant, they would let you leave. If you put your foot down and you feel really strongly about it, then yes. But they also might say to you, quote, well, let's keep so-and-so and and then next week we'll give you an extra hour with another person that you might like. And you said, that's pretty good. So you kind of negotiate with producers. And these are leads who have more time with the producers, who see all the behind the scenes, who are potentially getting married to one of these people. Both Lauren and Rachel are with their winner. Winner, I mean, Ari, you know, asterisk because he picked back on this, which Lauren. But at the end of the day, found their spouses from this show as leads. So I would be more inclined to trust what they're saying than Dylan making all these kind of random claims about the producer's being controlling the whole show and the contestants just being puppets. I just don't buy it. I, of course it's a pretty, it's a show. And was Victoria kept around probably longer? That was probably what happened with Matt James. They probably said, if you give us Victoria till this week, we'll let you talk to Rachel Bree and whoever for an extra, you know, 10 minutes every week. And he probably said, sounds good. Cause it's a TV show. You guys, it's also like, I want to say it's not that serious, but it is serious. If it affects your mental health and I get that. So it's a totally messy situation. But at the end of the day, I just feel as though if you go on the show, you have to be prepared for anything to happen. And that's kind of that on that. Um, You know, write your tell-all book later if you can, if you have horrible things to say. But, you know, the irony of coming back to paradise or going on spinoffs and launching Bachelor podcasts or being associated with the show to get famous, you have to take the good with the bad. Like, it just drives me nuts when these people get so whatever. So stay tuned on if Jed ever released this podcast find maybe one day we'll find out why it never came out when it did um before i sign off i did want to touch briefly on this whole rachel situation um rachel who's a contestant on matt james season has been making headlines for her social media activity um since the premiere a tiktok user accused rachel of bullying her and her in the past for dating black men then a reddit user accused rachel of liking racist photos these were photos of girls that get sorority parties um, posing in front of Confederate flags and uh, other like racist, horrible things. And Rachel was liking the photos. Now, as I said before, it is hard for like the TikTok user because, you know, remember last season when there was that girl who went to high school with one girl and claimed and the girl on the show said, I think her name was Sydney, said that she had no friends and was like a loner. And then the girl from high school posted all like the clubs she was in. 
And then she fought back and she's like, that doesn't mean that what I was going through, like personally, you didn't know. So anyone can post anything about someone, which makes this really hard and complicated. However, today there is a picture of Rachel at a fraternity formal in 2018. I believe she went to the University of Georgia and the pictures are her and a bunch of her sorority sisters in dresses and apparently they're on a plantation and the theme of this fraternity formal was allegedly antebellum plantation themed. That's insane. And Rachel Lindsay has responded to a tweet about it and all she left was a piece of paper with a pencil emoji. So I guess that means like noted, like I won't forget this. Rachel's not allowed to say anything unless ABC lets her. Um, so jury's still out on if and when she'll comment on this. I would assume if she's at the women tell all and doesn't win, it'd be women tell all. And if she does win, it would be during her like live finale with Matt, kind of the same way Garrett on Becca season spoke about everything during their after the final rose when he was liking all those offensive memes about the LGBT community in Parkland shooting victims and everything like that. Um, you guys, not good either way. Really not good. Um, I think that obviously, if that was really the theme of that fraternity formal, that is disgusting and unacceptable and racist and just not okay. End of, end of story. Ignorant, not, not okay, not cool at all. Really, really ridiculous and silly that someone would even try to do that and horrible and very serious. So I don't know if and when she's going to address this. But I will say that Entertainment Tonight spoke to Matt. And this was before the fraternity photo had come out, but about the TikTok and the other liked pictures. And Matt responded, quote, I have not spoken to anyone since the show ended, but I would say that you have to be really careful at what you are doing on social media. Rumors are dark and nasty and can ruin people's lives. So I will give people the benefit of the doubt and hopefully she will have her time to speak on that. There's a lot of stuff going on around the women that were involved in the show. I would just like to give them a chance to say their piece whether that was someone who was gone night one or someone who went home last night, everyone has a story and I would be receptive to that. So, I mean, if he ends up with Rachel and all this stuff has been coming out, that's some way for them to start their relationship. I mean, it's kind of very similar to the Becca and Garrett thing. And she stood by him at the time and, you know, said he didn't understand the weight of liking a photo. And then now that they are broken up, she, and they broke up over, I mean, they didn't break up totally over this, she said, but essentially their different beliefs and everything that happened with Black Lives Matter and Garrett defending the police. And that kind of, she has since said that she wished she handled the whole liking Instagram post scandal differently because she knows more now. So I just don't know. I would love to know if Matt and Rachel are together, what these conversations are like. Um, you know, it's going to depend on if how Matt feels about all of this and how the show handles it and how Rachel handles it. And it's just messy, messy, messy. It's, you know, a real shame that the first Black Bachelor, if, you know, would be, the season would be tainted with this. Um, it's kind of like on Rachel's season when she was the first Black Bachelorette and they had, I don't even remember his name, Lee, I think, and he had tweets using the N-word and Rachel slurs. Like, absurd, you know? It takes away from, it's horrible and it sucks and it's not fair to the leads of the show who are just trying to find love. You know what I mean? We can be entertained by someone like the queen, but it's not cool for the Rachel though. I don't know if ABC would have been able to find those. The Lee tweets were like very obvious. All you had to do was search his name. This Rachel stuff is coming out slowly. And again, who some of it might not be true. Some of it probably is true. We don't know. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on that, but 
I'm really excited for next week's episode of The Bachelor. We have Heather showing up. We have Matt's contestants, you know, getting very invested in him. We saw a lot of the girls getting restless last week. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had another one leave. Maybe Katie, maybe she'll walk out and be like, I like you, but I know that you like other people more than me and I can't handle it. Sarah vibes, maybe. God, remember when the biggest scandal of the season was like, does Sarah have a boyfriend? Still unclear, by the way, because her rep and spokesperson, which I don't know why she has a spokesperson, say that she doesn't have a boyfriend, but the son has like a lot of pictures of her making out with some guy in August and then like seen with him again recently. I don't know, but that's the least of our worries now because these women just keep delivering on the crazy and it's, you know, kind of sad. Um, also, I think Queen Victoria disabled her Instagram account. If people are like leaving her hate comments, that's not cool either. We have to find this balance of laughing at these people and watching the show for fun and bullying them online. It's just too much, you guys. It's too much. All right. That's all I got. That was quite the rant. Um, again, let me know if there's anything you want to hear about or any celebrity, um, whether they are on The Bachelor or not, um, that you want to hear from on Us Weekly Super the Right Reasons podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and I will talk to you on Tuesday. 